The Esoteric Education of La Chiva, a podcast of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery. La Chiva is the demon in me, and I am La Chiva. And as a youngster, I was frightened by being told that I was possessed by a demon, when really I was just queer and spiritually attuned. And so we're all past that now, and we're all moving on into beauty and middle age. <laughs> so I am a neo-pseudo-shaman, anarchist, queer, expressionist, spiritual artisan, witch, and diviner. And in all of those ways, I am of service to you, and I hope you will also care for me. Be here for me. I'm there for you. So, um, in order to do that, you would need to go to our website, maybe thefishstorygallery.com. No, it's not the. It's fishstorygallery.com. Fishstorygallery.com. The site, S-I-T-E, of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery. You can find fish stories where we sort of go through the religion, and we're working through it in, in, in an ecstatic, and an ecstatically textual way in the fish stories section, you can also get an appointment with La Chiva, with myself, for divination, soul exploration, diving into problems and struggles you're having in real life, or just trying to figure out where you belong in the universe. Let's find some purchase. Let's find some place for you to... to a place where you can be contained. Now look, we almost had the opportunity of saying, you stand on a pedestal, a place for you to stake your claims. The stake, the pokey thing, the sticking thing that we talked about some episodes back when we were talking about Le Guin's carrier bag theory of fiction. But this is... How can we contain you? That's what we're wanting to do with our appointments. And so then you can um, go to... How can we hold you? Hold you. So um, so you can find a place to reside. That's what it... And going on with. I like this phrase, going on with. How will you go on? And what will you carry with you? And who will hold you? <clears throat> and how will you be held? Maybe that's the better way to put it, rather than who. So, go to fishstorygallery.com and make an appointment. Or Patreon, where I'm going to shortly begin doing these, you know, just regular tarot lessons, but it's just one card at a time, synchronicitously, ecstatically, as with everything we do at the Religious Faith of Fish Story Gallery. Um, we did do workshops. I did offer them, but no one signed up, and I just, it depressed me, and so I thought, better I do a podcast, you know, and really get to know the people that, let the people get to know me, is really the point of it, isn't it? It's letting the people get to know me by talking about the roots of the Religious Faith of Fish Story Gallery. And um, topics, golden topics, I call them, 
that um, that I have something to say about, and that I think are related to soul exploration in the expanded field and ecstatic ritual magical praxis, if I dare say it. And so, um, we have to explain that everything we do is by donation. We have to. I tried to do it in a more capitalistic manner in order to survive and not do another job, but then I just thought, no, I can't. I need, I have to do it just by donation. It has to be what they give because that's a religion, you know, and this is what it is. I wanted to have a religion because if I, if you have a religion, then it's less likely that you're going to have a cult. Because if you have a religion, it's like we're all in this and we're aimed in this direction and we're just being really honest. It's a religion, okay? <laughs> you know? So, like, there's maybe... But there's not so much leaders. It's going to be consensus and, you know, it's really creative and it's not about belief. It's magical praxis beyond belief by donation and then you pay what you can because we want to make it affordable. But hopefully you'll also, um, you know, but the devil in that is that we do have to survive somehow. So that's the devil in the Six of Cups, trying to give to one another in an unconditional way across the boundaries of our differences. And we also need to make some sort of living and survive and sur-thrive. We must sur-thrive. And so, in order to move on with that, to get on with that, to be going on with, as Haraway and Le Guin would say, let's look at what root, I've spun the wheel, what root of the religious faith? <gasps> magic! Cha-cha-cha! All right, magic. That's one of the best ones. Um, no, there are no best ones of the roots. The roots are divination, Food and medicine, magic, knowledge, um, and that's oral knowledge or textual knowledge, <clears throat> yoga and meditation, and divination. So those are, we have to review, you know, what the roots are, and today we're going to look at magic. Now, what I want you to do immediately, as soon as you get an opportunity, is to go to Instagram and look at Fish Story Gallery on Instagram, where you will see the moon performances, some of them that we've done. Now, this is the magic that we do. And I'm going to explain... Oh, but I'm going to explain some of the ceremonies that we do. But let me look and see what is the golden topic that we are supposed to converse along with magic. Magic, of course, can be considered next to any topic, and the topic we've spun is feminine. Feminine. The feminine. So, this is what I would definitely say, is that my life has been marked by an attempt to get away from the feminine in myself, because I was told, as I said at the top of the show, the program, I, I was told that the associations or identifications that I might have with the feminine were queer, 
and deviant, and therefore deviant, and demonic, and therefore demonic. Queer, deviant, demonic. In that order. <laughs> and so, like, and it was a descending order. And so that is, um... What the feminine was for me was this very guarded against thing. And then yet, in my household, there were only... There were these major feminine figures, my mother and my grandmother, who really ruled the roost and set the tone. My grandfather was a constant, quiet, gentle, steady, stabilizing presence. And his picture, he is venerated on my altar, my personal altar. And yet my grandmother was the one who sort of laid down the law, one who said the text the rules, said them out loud, enunciated, articulated. So in that sense, what we would say about my grandparents is that my grandfather was a king of, uh, no, was a queen of cups, a queen of cups, or at times a queen of wands. My grandmother was the king of not cubs <laughs> was the king of king of swords and king of wands. No, my grandmother wasn't a king of wands. She was a king of swords and at times it could be she could be a queen of cups. She could also hold me and hold my emotions at times, but it was much more my grandfather who did that quietly and she enunciated the rules. And so these feminine figures were, and my mother was wanting me almost to look at her and what she was doing and notice how my grandmother put on her lipstick and things like that, but then she guarded, she had this tension inside of her because of course she didn't want me to be possessed by a demon, by a queer deviant, queer demon. And I think it would have been as horrible as it was for them that I was whatever, homosexual, gay, I, it would have been so much worse for them if I had been, or if they had known me to be gender variant. And it's not in any strict sense, and I'm not saying I'm trans, or maybe I am, and so in the sense that someone who identifies or needs to identify now as non-binary, could be said to be trans, but it's really the embrace of the feminine is what it boils down to, and a recognition of that de facto within me, whether I want it or not, and not a questioning of it, and not it as some sort of performance for a, some sort of weird, I don't know, cultural positioning that's fetishized or something. There's not that. I don't want to be recognized in a certain way. I just want to project outwardly the severe feminine identification that I have with my grandmother, I think. She was a very authoritative presence, and I come across as a little bit spiky and a little bit, you know, no-nonsense sometimes, and I look like her when I'm in my visage, in my makeup, but and the way I put on my lipstick is the same, the feminine. And that's, well, 
And now we have to get on to magic, don't we? Leading us on to magic is that the feminine is intrinsically identified very often with witchcraft and um and with earth magic really and so the so magic and the feminine are often linked in that way but for me what happened and so and so not but i guess so for me what happened is when i started to read the cards a strange thing happened when I started to really read the cards daily and engage with them with other people and people started to come to me to want readings and I started to realize this was magic and that what I was doing in my other job, counseling and um, working with people and their families intimately, was this feminine magic, this holding of the story this containing of the story, this receiving of the emotion and absorbing it, doing what my grandfather did for me. Um, but my... F so he was more feminine in that way. He was the receptive. He was the one who held me. And it was just okay. It was just better to be laying next to him reading a book that was good enough and provided so much stability and comfort. And that's a feminine thing, and I feel like I provide that when I'm doing readings for people and for when I'm caring for people in other ways. And I like that feminine identification, but what started to happen was I couldn't read the tarot unless I put on a little bit of lipstick. And if I put on the nail varnish and I started to really feel that I needed to get into a dress, I needed to, you know relax with a large blanket scarf and a shawl or sh and a, some sort of shawl and to lounge in that kind of way and that I needed to, you know, put on bracelets and rings and jangle in that way that I, you know, I really, I've always loved that kind of dress up and it is, I guess, a feminine identification and stuff but I was so guarded against it in my early years of trying to be a something, some kind of man, a small little man with petite features, um, but with this ability to pass just enough to be considered a part of the gay boy mainstream, you know? And that was dangerous because then this fairy tale figure that's emerged in middle age was lost was lost in the sauce, was, you know, hidden somewhere deep within while I tried to conform and try, I, so I tried to execute the feminine from within myself and it was only when I was able to release um, that, those kind of identifications that I was able to practice magic because you need to look, you need to, because one of the things you feel when you are gendered by the world around you in a certain way and then you want to do things that you know they consider to be again that gendered um presentation um what you find is you feel like you're really going out on a limb but that going out on a limb that feeling of like oh i'm gonna look silly or they're gonna all be looking at me which they will very often and then 
and they're like even if you can almost pass like they're like what's that you know or just walk by quickly like what was that Ooh, what what was that and so it's like you know so you feel but that act of like that bravery act is an act is how you claim the feminine magic or how you claim the magic in the alternative and even maybe like i have a good friend who's a trans man and who was guarded at a certain point against putting on makeup and things like in draggy kind of thing we felt almost dysphoric doing that but then the power of at some point later being a trans man and then going into a really feminine presentation there's like this spark of crackling almost dangerous thing to do so it's like this kind of transgressing these kind of boundaries are where the magic happens baby that's what i think because as soon as i put on some nail varnish i started slinging some tarot cards pretty good i'll tell you that and i started doing these magical rituals in the back garden in a dress in full presentation which was deeply drawing on this sort of like feminine mystique hollywood drag um fortune teller um you know all these kind of tropes and and things are in there but then there is just the pure and simple like wanting to look in the mirror and see the shape of my lips that's like my grandmother's so feminine and wanting to put the lipstick on just as she did and finding that so delightful and then putting on the nail varnish and feeling and looking at my hands as i did and i sent a picture to my mother of my hand and she sent a picture back and it was astounding you couldn't really tell our hands apart and that was for me this beautiful moment of sympathetic magic you know recognizing that i i get older my body is starting to look more like my mother's than it will like my father's that's the reality because i'm petite and small and little and anyway because i'm also willing myself into a certain feminine presentation now what have i drawn here i drew the sun card and so that's what that's a beautiful card to draw in terms of this conversation between magic and the feminine is what i would say is that an embrace of femininity in myself in every way in some senses has really shown the light on my true magic powers now let's see like ooh and the seven of wands yes so that's just what we were talking about so the seven of wands is kind of where you go out into the world from the six of wands you're you're really kind of things are going well and you're riding high and you're feeling like proud of what you've accomplished and that's a good sense of accomplishment not that never lasts and so then the seven of wands is always when you're boom out into another moment of uncertainty possibility floating the boat out into the world again that sensation and that sensation always comes with inner conflict is are the obstacles i'm facing from without or from within who knows only you can answer that but that has been my conversation with the feminine to be honest has been about is this 
d do I think they're looking at me and judging me and they're out to get me, the people on the outside? Some of them are. Yes, they are. Some. <laughs> so some who make the dirty look are really making the dirty look and it's not just me projecting. And then some of it, it is me projecting and it is just me thinking, oh, the feminine da-da-da. But what is no longer present is the inner voice saying, the feminine is bad. There's the, inner, there's the inner voice saying the feminine is dangerous, but that is magical, isn't it? <laughs> La Chiva is the demon in me, and I am La Chiva. And this is the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery. Find us on Instagram at Fish Story Gallery and also on YouTube, Patreon, Fish Story Gallery. And of course, fishstorygallery.com, where you can see our ecstatic exhibitions and make an appointment with yours truly, Io La Chiva. Please remember that you are not alone and that you are loved unconditionally. <laughs> <laughs>